Welcome back to Pete Sports. This is Carter Clement from Children's Hospital of New Orleans. And we've got a bit of a throwback episode for you today. This was actually one of the very first recordings we did as sort of a pilot when we were just figuring out how we were going to structure this show, what the format was going to be like. This was a conversation where I sat down with guest author Brian Haas and talked about one of his recent articles, which now amazingly has been almost a year since the article actually came out. I learned a lot from the conversation. It has changed my practice still to date, and I hope you enjoy it. Our next article looks at techniques for autologous chondrocyte implantation, or ACI. It's from the Sacramento Shriners by senior author Brian Haas. The paper was published in the March 2020 issue of JPO and is entitled Assessment of Cartilage Growth After Biopsy of Osteochondral Loose Bodies in Adolescent Knees for Use in Autologous Chondrocyte Implantation. The authors compared patients who had ACI, which meant either Cardicel, that is first-generation ACI, or Macy, that is third-generation ACI. One group of patients had cartilage biopsies taken from the notch or trochlea, and in the other group, loose bodies were used for the biopsy. There was no difference in the viability of chondrocytes from these two sites. So the authors suggest that loose bodies, when present, may be a better source for ACI biopsies to reduce donor site morbidity. Now I'm very pleased to welcome senior author Brian Haas to the program. Dr. Haas, thank you so much for joining me. Hi, Carter. Uh, thanks so much. really appreciate the invite. Absolutely. So to start things off, what is your practice for these biopsies? If you see a loose body, is that automatically going to be your donor site? Yeah, since we did this study, I do use the loose bodies as, as the donor site. That is, if, the, if you get to the loose body with, with it in time. So my cutoff usually is about three months or less. I mean, I think that when the loose body comes off, the cartilage cells are still getting um, nutrition from the synovial fluid. And probably the cartilage cells you know, live longer than we, we usually think. Um, but probably after three months, and I don't have a specific you know, reason for that number, but that's just my cutoff. After three months, probably, you know, we don't necessarily know how viable the cells are in the long term. So if, I, if it's a loose body that's been in a long time, then I go ahead and do the standard biopsy from the notch. But the that's, loose bodies, if, if, they're, if they're young loose bodies, they're, they're viable. That makes sense. It'd be really interesting at some point if we have some uh, literature that could suggest when that cutoff happens. So over the course of this study, there were a couple ACI techniques used. What's your current preference? Uh, I, I've moved on to, to doing Macy now. So that's the third generation ACI procedure where uh, you take the cells and you send off the biopsy and then you get it back and the cells are already on the membrane. That's been sort of my standard uh, since 2017 when it, when it gained FDA approval. The difference between um, the sort of the different generations for those who, who aren't aware of, of how sort of uh, ACI has evolved is you used to get the cells in a little vial and you'd have to sort of take them out of the vial and then you would implant them uh, on either a periosteum that you've taken from somewhere, usually the tibia, and you put, you put the cells uh, underneath a periosteal patch. That was first generation. Then second generation, you take the cells and you put it underneath a collagen membrane. But the, the Macy procedure now, the cells already come on the membrane. And so in our study, the procedure that we used prior to 2017 was uh, ACI, where the cells came in a vial, and then we used the collagen membrane, and we implanted it under the collagen membrane. And then, the, and then in our study, everything after 2017 was the Macy procedure, where the cells already came on the membrane. Great. And lastly, it's a little beyond the scope of this paper, but what are your current indications for ACI? Are there certain cases 
when you prefer uh, cadaveric osteochondral allografts and any specific cutoffs for your size or other preferences when you might use microfracture or an off-the-shelf option or anything else? Yeah, so I think, you know, the indications for, for Macy um, haven't been specifically, they haven't specifically been figured out yet in comparison to the adult population. But if you look, if you look at mostly what is ad- adolescent population, you can assume that the indications are similar. That being, you know, if it's a smaller, a smaller lesion, meaning two centimeters squared or less, then probably microfracture is a reasonable choice uh, to do. Um, but once it gets larger than that, you sort of want to start thinking about getting better coverage than what you would get with the fiber cartilage in, in microfracture. So that's when you think about doing either, either an OATS or a Macy procedure. And for me, I really, my first line for the majority of these lesions is Macy. And the reason for that is because when you do the Macy, it's really pretty minimally invasive. You're putting the, putting the implant um, over the defect, and then you're allowing the cartilage to grow in. Um, and, you know, in dealing with young, with young patients, they, they need their cartilage for the rest of their life. And so, I mean, if you look at sort of the longevity of, of Macy, you know, we don't know how necessarily how long it's going to, going to last, but, you know, there's studies to suggest that there's survivorship, you know, greater than 10 years, but the, you know, the, the possibility is that these patients with large cartilage defects, they're probably going to need another surgery or another two surgeries later on in their life when they're so young. So, you know, if you have a 13 or 14 year old who already already has a cartilage defect, uh, I'm thinking I don't want to burn any bridges along the way and sort of treating them. And my, my sort of feeling about osteochondral allograft is that it is a really good surgery, but um, if it fails, um, you've already burned the bridge of doing Macy. I mean, you have to, you core out that, you know, large area of bone to get the plug in there. And that destroys all your subchondral bone and deeper than that. And so Macy is never an option. Once, once that fails, you have to use a larger graft. You're taking more bone. Um, but the thing with Macy is if Macy fails, then you, you still have oats as a procedure. In fact, you could probably do Macy again. Um, and so, you know, if you have someone that's young, like 14, you can do, you know, Macy and then may do Macy again. And then finally you can do osteochondral allograft. So for most uh, patients, I will, I will do the Macy unless it's a really, really deep defect. And I'm concerned that you won't get the fill in, um, with Macy, then I'll, I'll go to an osteochondral allograft, which is a good surgery. The difference is just, um, you know, the recovery, I mean, you can probably go back to sports with an osteochondral allograft at six months, whereas Macy it's a year. Yeah, that's a perfect explanation. That makes a ton of sense to me. And um, yeah. I think that uh, pretty much guides uh, my practice as well. Um, is there anything yeah. that I didn't mention in my summary of the article or any other, uh, anything else on this topic that we should discuss? Well, um, I think, you know, I mentioned that three-month cutoff. I mean, I think, you know, that's my cutoff. I think it's a reasonable one if you sort of look at some of the basics, basic science studies that are out there. The, the, only, the only other thing that is worth mentioning is that, you know, the folks at Vericell, which is the company that makes Macy, you know, they found out about my paper and they you know, said, it's great, you know, that you, you studied this. But we're we, we sort of, our scientists and our scientific team, you know, has said, look, you, you need to stick to what the standard is, which is to take the cartilage from the notch. So from their point of view, you know, I may be pushing things sort of away from what the gold standard is. And they have concerns about that. But I think what our study shows is that ultimately the loose bodies do have the same, 
the same viability and, and all the testing that they do um, before they send the cells out to be implanted suggests that uh, the loose bodies are as good as using the, the notch. And so, so I, that's going to be what my practice is. And so, but I think everyone should be cautious with what they decide to do in regard to that. I think we are, we're going to look at our clinical results and MRI results for these patients ultimately uh, when we get far enough data out. And um, so far, you know, the patients have done very well and, and the MRI shows good infilling of the cartilage um, after the loose bodies were used as a source. So that's to come. Yeah, that's gr- that's great. I'll definitely look forward to that. You know, it's one of these things that we always discuss on the podcast that doesn't have a right answer at this point. But, you know, we just don't know if there really is any such thing as a sort of non-articular area of articular cartilage that really is completely benign to take. So that makes a ton of sense to me to try the loose bodies, especially like yeah. you said, you're not burning bridges. You know, if you come back, you can do Macy again or an allograft. It's not like an allograft where you've uh, limited your future options. So that that's great. Yep, um, exactly. I would definitely be putting this into practice. Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you so much, Carter. I appreciate it.